Hello and welcome to Season 5, Episode 6 of Keeping It Arcadia. My name is Joya and I'm super excited to be your host for today. To start off, Invita will talk to Miss Minster, the Science Bowl team's coach, to learn about her passion for coaching Arcadia High's Science Bowl team and how she has been able to guide the team through their recent successes. Hello everyone, my name is Envita Marlapati, and today I am with Mrs. Minster, the Arcadia High School Science Bowl coach, whose team has recently won first place at the regional round of the U.S. Department of Energy's National Science Bowl, hosted by NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Southern California. So, without further ado, would you like to introduce yourself, Ms. Minster? Hi everyone, I'm Mrs. Minster. I teach AP Chemistry Honors at Arcadia School, and I also obviously coach the Science Bowl team. Thank you so much. So, I recall that in the past years, you have taught Science Bowl, Science Olympiad, and the Ocean Science Bowl. But the, in the current moment, you only coach the Science Bowl team. So, what stood out to you about Science Bowl that you wanted to coach the team for many, many years? And what initiated the passion to coach academic teams at Arcadia High School? So I first started coaching science academic teams at Arcadia High School on the request of a student, and that started me coaching all the other teams, and it was just a lot of fun. Students were really passionate about science and learning new things, and working with students who were really interested in learning was very exciting for me. I continued to pursue Science Bowl as opposed to Science Olympiad and Ocean Science Bowl because Science Bowl, I find, is a very exciting format where students get to answer questions verbally in a time setting and it covers all the sciences. So how many years have you been coaching this team? I've been coaching Science Bowl for about 16 years now. That's a lot of years, Miss Minster. <laughs> The team here at Arcadia High School is very competitive, as there's only five members, but each of the members are masters in their own respective field of study, right? Correct. We set up the team so that we have subject specialists, and they also know a little bit about all the other sciences, so they all complement each other's knowledge. On a weekly basis, uh, when do you and your team meet, and do you think that as competition approaches, there's many more hours that you all spend together to prepare? So we formally meet as a team on Friday afternoons after school, but the team also meets as a small group on virtually at various hours of the night and weekends as they prepare for competition and study independently the various subjects. On your team, which different subjects do you focus on? In order to do well at competition, we have to focus on all the subjects. So subjects tested include chemistry, biology, physics, earth and space science, energy, as well as math. So we have to focus on all the subjects. Nice. So what is the competition experience like for you as a coach, uh, being able to see all of the students that you've coached out and about, ready to answer questions? It's a very exciting experience because you see them on competition day. It's like the final day, the ultimate day, where all of their knowledge and learning is coming into play. So it's very exciting to see. Do you think that it was any different when it was held online? Because you said you've been teaching for many years, so you've had in-person experiences. But how was your experience online? Were there any fears or anticipation as it was conducted virtually? 
Being in person is always a more fun experience. Um, you get to actually see the other team, interact with the other team, um, communicate with the other team, whereas online we had to just be on our screens and you can only see members of your own team. You never really know how the other teams are doing. So in a sense, it was more challenging for it to be virtual. Um, but other than that, the team did a fantastic job. Yes, they did. They won first place. <laughs> so previous students have also mentioned that the Science Bowl community is very welcoming. Um, what exactly do you think is a great attribute of team members to foster a supportive learning team? I think that members of our team often mentor younger students and they are always willing to explain um, how to problem solve or explain concepts. And I think it's that sharing of knowledge, sharing of information, sharing of the thought process and open communication that allows for our team to be very welcoming. Um, and it just really fosters growth, especially for the sciences. So now that your team has won first place at the regionals competition, what are the next steps for you and your team? So we are still continuing to meet Fridays after school. The team's also continuing to study on their own individually, as well as um, they are also holding virtual meetings where they practice answering questions. Next steps, we're just waiting to see whether the competition will be held virtually or in person, and we will find that out at the end of February when the U.S. Department of Energy makes their formal announcement. Sounds great. And tying into our last question, do you have any advice to students that are interested in participating or perhaps even trying out for Science Bowl or any other STEM-related academic team? If you are interested in science, if you're interested in learning, you want to meet new people and are open to the idea of working with others and learning, I suggest you try out for Science Bowl. It's a really fun team. It's an intimate group. We have a lot of laughs while learning, so come on and try out. The announcement will be made to the bulletin sometime in March. We will be waiting. That is very meaningful advice. Thank you so much, Ms. Minster. And I'm sure that those listening will really benefit from your team's stories, your stories, and your experience as well. I also wanted to give a huge congratulations to you and your team for bringing home Arcadia, a first place win at the Regional Science Bowl competition. It's very exciting, and we will be rooting for you as you participate at the national competition. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Thank you. Have a great day. Next up, we have Claire with the Science Bowl team members to learn more about the topics they specialize in, what being a part of the Science Bowl team entails, and the processes involved in the team's recent win at regionals and journey towards nationals. Hello, today we are with the Science Bowl team and they recently did very well at the regional competition and will be moving on to their nationals competition. My name is Claire Lee and I am with Vanya and we will be talking to the science ball team today. So first off, can you please introduce yourselves? Hi, uh, I'm Xing. I am, uh, I guess, the newest member of the team. I joined in my junior year and uh, I specialize in, uh, let's see, astronomy, physics, and a bit of earth science. Hello, I'm Sonia. I'm a senior and I specialize in some biology, some chemistry, some math, and some earth science. Hello, I'm Selena. I'm a senior and I mainly do biology and math. Hello, I'm Brian. I'm a senior. I do earth science, 
particularly human biology and particle physics. I am Jeshwan Mahong. I'm a senior too, and I mainly focus in everything other than bio. Why did you want to join the science? Let's see, I was uh, dragged into this team by uh, some friends who told me that I should join the science football team. And uh, after I tried out and got in, I found that uh, the things are like pretty pretty fun and like more lighthearted than some of the other academic teams, which are more test-based. Like I feel like science football uh, sort of appeals to me because if it's, uh, I need to, I don't have to like study as much on like hard concepts and just more so know the general details of them. Yeah, so when you talked about kind of going just like more to general details, can you give us an example of maybe some of the questions you were asked? Uh, let's see. So we are often asked like questions on, for example, what is the term or what is the best sentence of the following like multiple choices, which best describes uh, some scientific concept. For example, what best describes the El Nino Southern Oscillation or what uh, phenomenon is like caused by the by say dark energy got it so to kind of move on do the meetings take place after school and what times and how long do you spend during your meetings um so the meetings do take up time out of school we have one meeting on friday afternoons from 3 30 to 4 30 so just one hour of buzzer practice but we also have meetings on Sundays from 10 to 11, I think. And yeah, it's also buzzer practice. But other than that, uh, the comp team usually has their own practices like on weekday nights. So that's also more time out of school. Um, I'm happy you guys are so dedicated. Would you say that the meetings are fun? Yeah, they're pretty fun because, you know, uh, buzzing, you get a lot of adrenaline from buzzing if you get good buzzes. And I think you also learn a lot. So that's always fun. And then just hanging out with the team is pretty cool. That's great. So what is the community like? Um, so within our own school team, I would say everyone's pretty supportive and excited to learn. And we're all very close and we like to joke around and mess around and stuff. And there's also like the overall science school community. Like we, they have like a general discord server with like all the teams from around the nation in it. And there's some pretty impressive people in there, but they're also really crazy. So it's interesting to see, I guess. You mentioned crazy. So maybe what is some, um, one of the most crazy things you've seen there? I'd say their jokes are very weird. Like they just say random outrageous things and then it's somehow funny. So. <laughs> Got it. I think that's really cool that you guys are unified even beyond just at Arcadia High. So um, I know that within Science Bowl, you guys also have a lot of competitions. So can you talk about what they are like and what your experience has been there? So competitions run on a buzzer format usually, like in any year that's in person or when we have a school run competition that's more informal. People just type in buzz or they actually have a physical buzzer and they'll buzz in to answer if they get it right you know you get the points if you get it wrong you don't get the points um most of the high school ones uh they are question sets are a lot harder because people like to show off how much knowledge they know 
So they write questions that are really difficult. A lot of the more official competitions, as especially regionals, is like much easier. Most of the questions are more of like don't demoralize you, but also make sure to, you know, you actually know a good amount of information in order to qualify. Um, in terms of a buzzing environment, like just when you're facing a uh, one team head to head, it's pretty stressful, but it always feels incredible when you get a clean interrupt. So the person reads like the first sentence and they're about to go in the question, you buzz in and you answer and like everyone's just stunned. That is the best feeling when it comes to this competition. And you're always fighting for that. You're always searching for that, which is why you keep learning and you keep playing. Um, I'm happy you guys are learning so much. Um, do you, um, would you say that the competitions have hurt you um, moving online? Moving online, um, it's not as interesting for sure because you're just looking at screens. You can't really feel the kind of tense stress for seeing another team in the room or like because momentum swings are a lot harder to feel when you're just forcing someone through a Zoom call. Um, but online, a lot of people have adapted. And one huge benefit was that we could compete outside of our um, like area in L.A., so we recently competed at one of the competitions held by a Texas team and then a competition held by MIT. Wait, that's really cool. Can you tell us how you guys sign up for different team um, competitions and how you guys normally decide what teams you face off against? So in terms of signing up, it's again back to that Discord server. That's a lot of the national teams. They'll just like post in, um, hey, we have a competition we're planning to run. Uh, sign up if you're interested and you can just sign in, do a little bit of like throw in like 30 bucks and then a team can compete against a bunch of other teams. Plus you get uh, their questions after the whole competition. Um, and then, yeah, that's basically the normal way to sign up. Got it. Thank you. So next up, can you explain how you prepared for the competitions and also the regional competition in particular? Um, there's no one set way of studying for the um, competition because they test on like so many different subjects. You don't know what you're exactly they're going to look for. So you usually just try to review like some big overarching topics Like you should try to make it like concrete in your head so you can immediately answer when they ask the question. And then for like this more specific details, you can't really like study it right before the competition. So it's usually what you've been reading for like a long time because um, for science, well, you, you like, it's all the knowledge you've accumulated from all your courses and all your just like outside readings. So it's like learning is like a continuous process. Got it. And just curious, how long do you think you guys dedicate each week to studying for this? So normally we only have around one or two hours, um, but when we get closer to the competition, we spend more like three, four, maybe even five hours a week. That's great. Um, can you share what it was like competing in the regional round? I guess I can go. So competing in the regionals was quite a bizarre experience for me because uh, the winds from the previous night blew off my wife, or my internet access. So I had to uh, go to Brian's house to like in the nick of time to get access to the Wi-Fi and compete digitally. And it was quite like an exhilarating experience because at first our, our I think our performance was pretty mediocre, but somehow we picked ourselves up and uh, managed to improve in the later rounds. And somehow by, I think a lot of luck was involved, honestly, that we managed to get into the finals. 
Yeah, and while you guys were competing, were, what were like your nerves, feelings like? Because I'm sure there's a lot of like a lot of tension there. Yeah, personally, I was really nervous throughout the whole uh, competition. I felt my heart rate like jump whenever we started a round. Uh, but other than that, it was really exciting. And then you get really focused when you're hearing the questions. So I think it was more focused than nerves, probably. Um, and then after each round, like seeing the scores show up on the spreadsheet because they post all the scores on the spreadsheet at the same time. That's pretty exciting. Uh, and then like when we saw our team get the highest score in the second round, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm just curious, did you guys have this goal of winning regionals? And did you guys also have maybe like competition that you guys had maybe a rivalry with or anything like that? Um, well, in our region, usually the team that wins is University High School. And then the two other pretty good teams are Temple City and Troy High School. And then, so at the very beginning of the season, we thought we were done for because our first invitationals went so poorly. Uh, but then after MIT invitationals, where we got third, we thought, oh, maybe we have a chance of getting like second or third place in our region. So we were mostly aiming for that. But, you know, we always kept the goal of making nationals at the back of our heads. But yeah, it was pretty unexpected, I would say, that we actually won the competition. Yeah, I'm just curious. Um, I'm sure there are more people on Science Bowl. So how do you guys choose the final team? Um, it's mostly based on the results from all our practices. And then you could tell like how people are buzzing, how much they study and how much they know. Um, how can you share how your team dynamic is like? Our team dynamic is um, that of a very close group of friends. So we have some people trying to overthrow the captain and <laughs> take over. And then we also have some other people who are very hyper and they're always jumping at new ideas. Those are both the same person. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Jeshu, I'm talking about you. But yeah, so we're generally pretty crazy together, but I'd say some of us are a bit more serious and kind of keep the rest of us in check. So there's a pretty good balance. Yeah, I could definitely tell that like, even from the Zoom, you guys are super like, close and that you guys have spent a lot of time with each other. But thank you so much. Do you guys have anything else you'd like to add or advertise? Ooh, should we add if I slap both? Oh, uh, yes. Um, so we are currently planning a science tournament-ish for like middle schoolers and high schoolers alike of Arcadia and we haven't really confirmed it with the school yet but it is planned to be in March so if you guys are interested you should definitely keep an eye out for that. It's, it's super fun uh, we will have some form of rewards I suppose as price as a price though we're not sure what reward they'll be and uh, as uh, everyone is welcome to join if you are interested in learning science or interested in like finding some sort of uh, motivator for studying topics that you haven't been like taught in class yet before, like say astronomy or a lot of earth sciences and uh, esoteric chemistry, uh, feel free to uh, like look out for, I guess the posters and the advertising will be sending out in the following months or so promoting Slack Awesome, thank you so much guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us, yes. Now we have Invita with Ethan Wong discussing his project about aerospace, 
which led to his ranking as a top 40 finalist in the Society for Science Regeneron Science Talent Search competition. Hello everyone, my name is Anvitha Marlapati, and today I am joined with Ethan Wong, an Arcadia High School senior who recently has been named a top 40 finalist in the Society for Science Regeneron Science Talent Search competition. So, without further ado, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm Ethan Wong. I'm a senior at Arcadia High. Thank you so much. So I guess we can start off with a question of how exactly did you hear about the Regeneron Science competition in the first place? I first heard of the competition from a student last year who made top 300 in the nation and he was featured on the school's website as a result of that. So that's how I heard about it in the first place. Cool. So since, you know, the Regeneron competition is all about different fields in STEM, were you always passionate about STEM or did you develop that passion once you came into high school? Um, I've been interested in STEM for a long time with some of the first books I read being science books. Um, I, I only really developed an interest in aeronautics in about seventh or eighth grade, which was because of a, um, it, it was because of like a shoebox glider challenge that we had to do for some like science elective. Um, and, and then it, my interest just sort of from there. I think something just clicked with that. Nice. So what exactly was the process for applying for this competition? Um, were there any guidelines you had to abide by or recommendations you had to accumulate from teachers? You had to fill out a lot of essay questions. Um, like, and, and then you also had to get two recommendations. I think like, I, I think I had my engineering teacher write one. Um, and then you also had to have one from somebody who observed you in a lab setting. And since I did the project in my garage, I just had my dad write it. They said you could do that if it was a home project. Uh, that was the main process. Nice. So uh, did your engineering teacher, was he at Arcadia High School? Yeah, he, he was Mr. Chapman in E103. Nice. Did he help you throughout the entire process or was it something you had to do for his class? Um, it was, I, I think the help I received from him was mostly in the form of like just the, the general engineering knowledge that I had from his classes. Um, since the project was done over quarantine, there, there wasn't really any way he could have helped me or like how anyone from the district could have helped me, but it, he's still preparing me with the experience from engineering. That makes sense, yeah. Um, but now according to the Regeneron Science Talent Search website, the project you can submit can entirely be of your choice. So was your project um, specific towards the aerospace that you were studying? Um, my, as in why was, why I chose aerospace? Yeah, kind of why you chose aerospace, or what exactly did your project entail? Um, yeah, so I, I chose aerospace because like I, it, it's sort of been my main interest since eighth grade, um, and my my projects entailed a way to manufacture wings cheaply in such a way that they that an airplane manufactured with this wing wouldn't require an elevator or rudder or winglets. So essentially, planes manufactured like this could could just like. Be a, be a flying wing essentially, or like a wing in a body. And so, so this would simplify manufacturing a lot. It would improve efficiency. Um, and I was, I was sort of inspired to do this after watching a YouTube video posted by NASA about a similar concept. So that's, that's how I was uh, inspired for my project. Neat. So you mentioned that you worked on this project during quarantine. Were you working on it during the entire distance learning time or um, did you start as soon as we went on quarantine and finished before the project deadline? Um, yeah, actually, this project was sort of like, it, it, it wasn't really um, supposed to be for science fair in the first place. Um, so 
So I, I did it over the summer of like um, over the summer after the pandemic, and I I sort of designed the plane over the course of one week in a software, and then actually built it like a month later, uh, about over the course of another week in my garage, and then just went and flew it. Like the I think the initial plan for the project that I wanted to do was like a like a solar powered flying wing, which would which would like exploit the advantages of this particular wing configuration to the fullest extent possible. Well, not possible, but ju just to the full extent. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't really do that. And besides, like it would sort of detract from the experimental aspect of my project. Like if if it was sort of just focusing on the science on the solar panel. Not, not really gimmick, but sort of just like the flashiness of solar panels. Nice. Um, so how many hours per week do you think you've spent on this project? Um, actually, building and flying it didn't take take too long in terms of time. Um, like, like I, might, I might have said earlier that one of the main points of my project was the, the increased manufacturability. Uh, the, the major time sink was writing the reports and editing them and filling out all the essay questions. Um, so that, that, that maybe took like, I don't know, five hours a week mm. or like maybe two months. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's nice, you know, well, it's nice that you made it into top 40, um, but considering that you've made it in the top 40, how are you going to be preparing for the final competition in March? Um, for the final competition in March, it's, it supposedly focuses more on the general science knowledge and, uh, and I guess, um, problem-solving skills of the people who compete. So I don't believe that there's a way to really prepare for that. Um, and besides, like, even if I don't do that well at this top 40 thing, like, I don't really mind that much because I didn't expect to get this far in the first place. Um, and how do you plan on using the money to further advance your scientific research? Because um, you getting into the top 40 did grant RKT High School some money for, like, further development in science, right? Um, the, the yeah so i think arcadia high school has granted two thousand uh, dollars from the top 300 um so i think that that was given to my engineering teacher or uh, actually i'm not entirely sure who got that but if it is for my engineering teacher like they'll probably use it to um finance parts for a robot that we're currently building for the first robotics competition um top 40 i don't think gave any money to the school um so that was, I believe, $25,000, and that's... I, I think that the main purpose of that is sort of like to help pay for college, like tuition fees. Um, so I won't really be using it for like my, my own research, but uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, but it, it's like, it's like um, maybe like two, three orders of magnitude higher than like what, what my research costs, like, like buying fiberglass rolls, buying foam. So it, It'll make my parents a lot easier to persuade like in the future to buy supplies. Nice. Well, thank you. And um, tying into our last question, do you have any message that you would perhaps give to anyone listening that's interested in participating in STEM competitions but aren't sure of the process and may not exactly have all the ropes tied in yet? Um, just like, I, I would say like to only invest time in it if it's something that you really love, that, that you're really interested in because um, it, it makes it, like firstly, it makes it a lot easier. And like, secondly, I think that the, the passion sort of shows through in the project. 
Um, if if it's like if it if it's some lab that you you got set up with and it's not really something that you're interested in and like maybe you don't even understand the project yourself, then probably look for opportunities elsewhere. Um, but if, if you do love something, then just like and just like go for it. And I think the actual application process isn't all that all that intimidating. Like it, it, it's sort of just like applying for for college or some summer program. Oh yeah, and also like prepare, be prepared to spend a lot more time writing reports than actually experimenting. Yeah, thank you so much. That's great advice. I truly believe that you know having passion for something definitely yields better results. Um, well, once again, thank you so much. And I'm sure you know anyone that's interested in participating and having hands-on experience in the field of STEM will really benefit from your story and experience. I also wanted to give a huge congratulations one more time for being named as one of the top 40 finalists in the nation. It's an amazing honor and opportunity, and we at AOSD will be cheering you on. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Yeah, thank you. Last but not least, Hayden sat down with Bethany Chow, fellow DCIR, to give us a preview on her article and AUSD Today video about Arcadia High's League of Legends esports team placing second at the CIF Esports Initiative. Hello everyone, I'm here with Bethany Chow, who recently did an AUSD Today video and wrote an article about the Arcadia High School esports team's second place finish in the CIF tournament. So Bethany, can you talk a bit more about your video and your article? Like, what was it about besides um, the fact that they won second place in the CIF championship? So I think one thing I really learned was how they started their team. So I thought it was really interesting how it really started from a lot of people and they narrowed it down to just the five people they had on the team currently who are working towards not only participating in the current League of Legends um, league that they're in, but also more esports this coming spring 2022 season. Okay. Can you talk a bit more about the League of Legends game? Did they mention about specifics of like how to play the game and stuff? Yeah, so it was actually interesting learning about it from them since I have pretty much no prior experience in esports. So it was really interesting learning about the roles because there are five different roles. You have your top lane, your mid lane, your bottom lane, and <laughs> your your jungle, and then you also have your support. So it was interesting learning about that, but also how each of them chose those roles, because I actually asked them how they chose each role, and it kind of varied from um, what they like to do to their experience in the game. Okay, so what prompted you to do a video and, a, and write an article, uh, article about them? So I saw the Instagram post from Arcadia Esports that they won second place at CIF. And prior to this, I didn't even know that the Arcadia High School had an esports e team. So I got really interested because of that. So I did some research and decided that it would be a really interesting topic to do a video on. So that's why I did a video on it. Besides like mentioning about like the like reporting their news about them winning second place, were there any like deeper message that you were trying to convey in, in the video and the article? I think really there are challenges just getting to where they are now. First of all, they're, they're technically not a, an official CIF sport. They're a CIF initiative sport. So they don't really have the support that an official CIF sport would have. So they really had to um, put themselves out there to even do this. And I think it's really amazing actually how they've gotten to where they are and where it seems like they're going. Mm -hmm. Since you were talking about their struggles, how do you feel about their upcoming season and their future, maybe not having enough funds? Yeah, so when I interviewed Miss Dillman about funding, she told me that she had just 
has a meeting with the esports team and that Arcadia High School has planned to back the esports team for the spring 22 season. So it does seem like they've secured their funding, which I think is very impressive, considering that that's something that they were quite worried about when they interviewed them initially. After interviewing the esports team and Ms. Dillman, you mentioned, do you think that people should start recognizing esports more and just legitimizing it as a sport personally? I, I think yes. I think it's a very big and upcoming industry as any other uh, physical sport is. And so I think that's something that people should really consider, especially since there are a lot of official esports league, leagues professionally. So I think starting that in high school, just like any other sport does, would be really beneficial. And I think Ms. Dillman told me that uh, I'm not sure if she got this number, but she told me that there were something like 400 people at the school interested in esports. So I think legitimizing something that's so popular would really benefit our school. And um, also, like after listening to esports team perspective, do you think that this could be a legitimate uh, career choice? Um, I think esports could be as legitimate as any other sport as a career choice. Um, I do think my personal perspective on esports has changed. I think prior to this, I didn't really know anything about it, and I don't think I was very much particularly impressed by esports. But I think after doing a lot of research on the topic, because I had to make this video, and also just talking to the players themselves, I think it took a lot more, um, a lot more practice and a lot more skill and a lot more of everything, perhaps, than I thought before. Mm -hmm. Where can people find your article and your video later on? So you can probably, you can find my article on the Arcadia Unified School District website, and you can probably also find my video on the Arcadia Unified School District YouTube, um, Facebook, and Instagram. And, and also on a side note, I was just curious in terms of your, the whole progress of writing an article and video, mm -hmm. like usually how do you plan interviews and like how do you go through the whole writing process or, or the whole video making process? So this is actually um, one of my first times making a video for DCI. I really only wrote articles beforehand, but usually what I do for an article, and it's pretty similar what I did for this video, is that I'll find a topic, I'll do a little bit of research on it to decide whether I actually want to write an article or make a video on it. And then after that, I will find like the people that I think are most important to interview. And before interviewing them, I try to research a little bit about them so I can have more in-depth interview questions. And then I go interview them. And sometimes, like it was the case in this time, I'll interview uh, like a follow-up person. So I initially interviewed four of the five members of the esports team and found out that they really wanted to talk to Ms. Dillman about funding. So I thought it would be interesting to interview Ms. Dillman for this video. And so that's what I ended up doing. And then after that, I usually write the article using mostly um, stuff from the interviews and also my research and any other research that I need to do to fill in the gaps and then I go through copy editing with the news writing team or I guess review with the video team and then the video or article gets published. Sounds awesome. All right thank you Bethany for sharing on the esports team recent success and their struggles but on the funding uh, problems. Be sure to check out Bethany's video and her article either on the uh, AHS uh, website or on their YouTube channel or on their Facebook page in the coming weeks. And this has been Hayden Wong with Keeping It at Arcadia. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 5 of season 6 of Keeping It Arcadia. For the full list of episodes, you can visit dciausd.weebly.com or visit our Podbean podcast page. 
make sure to check out at Arcadia DCI and at Arcadia Unified on Instagram and the AOSD Facebook to find out more about DCI and keep up with district events. This has been Joya for Keeping It Arcadia, and we'll see you in the next episode. This is Keeping It Arcadia signing off.